Nice. So this is uh, Robert McCall. Yeah. This is beautiful. I really love it. We got some like governance here. We got a little bit of like some Soviet, looks like some Soviet European action here. Some humans. A bunch of humans, diverse humans, still some animals. We got some people looking like they're flying over here, which is great. Yeah. They have this like massive like spaceship structure, um, all futuristic and stuff, water fountain. Um, we still have a star in the cosmos and planets nearby. It looks like some space stations and some, um, it looks like we're using nuclear fusion to power some of this stuff. Yeah, and um, I think like what, I think it brings home like the reason for me to start the index, which was like the personal reason of course was I wanted to kind of do to the existential risk um, kind of like feeling that I had, which I, in my research, I'm an AI safety researcher, but I also do like computer, like cybersecurity risk research right now. Um, and I wanted to do to this kind of like sober attitude because in in, in the everyday life, um, if you look at those risks, you almost seem to like, I, I just doubt whether we even make it through the century, right? Like not just AI risk, but, um, but nano true. risk. And then, like, and, and then now news being, nu nuclear weapons being back on the table again, which we thought we had eradicated. And propaganda through yeah. social media. So we think, you know, it, it, it's it's kind of like AI really passing like, the Turing uh, Turing test. Well, yeah, it's just this more like pessimist, um, pessimist kind of like attitude that you get to it. But also, I think generally risk research is more like this neutral kind of like very rational assessment of risk, and that's what you know what, what is really important. Mm -hmm. And it, it's important that it's unbiased, sure. right? Yeah. It's very important. But on the other hand, it sometimes makes you forget why you even care. And I think it kind of like um, how to say like it. Um, it saddles the horse from the wrong way. What's the, the English term for this? Um, oh, that's funny. Saddles the horse from the it, wrong it puts way. The, it's put, it puts the cart before the horse. That's the English way of saying it. The German way is, is a different one. Um, so it, it, it kind of like, it kind of like in focusing so much on the risks, we forget why we're even doing this. Um, and I think why we're doing this is a really motivational component. Of because course. if we make it through this bottleneck, we're in this weird bottleneck right now where we can either really lead into or die. a really good future yeah. or we could really get extinct. And we're at this bottleneck right now, which I think um, in an unprevalent, unprevalent way, um, unprecedented way as before. So I think it's really important to remind ourselves why we absolutely have to get this right. Correct. Right? Rather than just focusing on, oh, well, um, you know, survival would be a success. That focusing in, like, if we get this right, it's not only survival that we get, but if we get this right, the future is not going to look just plain, but it could be really so much better. So, so the why is to survive and to have a great future. Yeah, I mean, like, I think survival is already, if we survive, it's very unlikely, I think, that we will have a terrible future. Because Correct. Given, yeah, Correct. It's, but but it's also likely that if we survive, that we do have a terrible future because there's a class-based speciation that will occur. It's actually quite likely to occur. The amount of wealth that's accumulated that. The economy grows by so much every decade now because of information technology, and then it's captured mostly by the 1%, the growth of the economy. So why would they ever want to engage or interact with the poor or middle class at all? Bill Gates can't even, he, he was playing a game on the Ellen DeGeneres show where he had to guess the prices of grocery store items. 
and he thought that uh, like a, he thought that a 40 pack of to Tostino's pizza rolls, he thought that was $20. He thought the Tide Pods, you know, the big box of Tide Pods, he thought that that was $4. So what I'm getting at is that there's already such a huge disconnect between the ultra rich and the poor and middle class that there's, we can't just say that if we make it through the bottleneck, everything will be great because the likelihood that we first make it through the bottleneck, that's crucial to survive. And the second stage is if we survive, is everybody going to flourish like we have in this beautiful example by Robert? Or is there going to be some king up in this castle up here at the top of the utopic structure that is a benevolent dictator? Or could they be a, a group of 20 people that are trying to progress everybody forward? Or is it going to be like none of these peasants on the hills can have the option of entering the castle? Okay, so I think talking about that, um that will get us again, I think, into a rabbit hole, but I think it's important to not forget how much progress we've made. And I think at the event where you were on Sunday, and we hosted sure, an event talks on about it, artificial yeah. general intelligence as corporations, and Mark Miller brought this, um, brought this, um, Salud. brought this, you know, like this backdrop of, of really how much we have progressed, like in terms of absolute poverty. And, and it's really and important. And Pinker does too, yes. Yeah, and it, it is a graph I think that Pinker uses as Great. well. But, you know, I, and I think it's really, really, really important to not forget how far we've come. And, um, so and let's to say see we understand how far we've come. Okay, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. so I, I mean, I, I agree that there is a lot of work to be done to ensure that the futures are, are positive rather than negative, right? And that there's a, a lot of work that is not technocratic and techno-centered, but that has to be done on different areas. And that's why... Okay, so maybe if we get into the index here a little bit, then it might become more clear that what this vision actually Let's entails. Yeah. So I would still like to, you know, you were saying we we, sh we won't go down uh, that rabbit hole when it's full, but that is something really important to, to, to discuss at at some point. Let's let's go through this. Yeah, if we have time at the end, we, we yeah, will. Or and, yeah, okay, and I, I'm, cool. I'm not trying to dodge it. I, I just think that it, it becomes clearer down here. So, for example, um. Okay, so the reason why why I started this was really just kind of like collecting readings, um, organizations, podcasts, papers, books, people, and organizations um, to, that work toward beneficial futures. So that to futures that give you kind of like a hope again, um, rather than existential angst and terror. And it started really over this vision part, right? I just wanted to collect like really good readings and transhumanism and cosmism and risk and threats and existential angst and hope. Um, and then, but also readings in big history and big future, because I think the best way to have foresight is to really also consider the past, right? And like this historic analysis is important. But then it became much more than that. And I was thinking, well, now that we, we do know um, kind of like what are the futures that, that we could strive for, what are the different focus areas? And so I made a, sec I made a second section with, you know, like given that if we agree on this vision that we can create these futures, what are the focus areas that we need to work on? And here we have science and tech, AI and cyberspace, but we also have society and economics, right? And this is, I think, one which is really important, which you've been bringing up over and over again, and which is like the bedrock on which everything else gets made. So it is the fundamental thing to get right. And and I'll, I'll talk about like one thing that I'm doing for that mm -hmm. in a second. But the third one is then, given that we know the focus areas, you know, here are the tools. 
And those are really meta tools, um, like philosophy and rationality, minor meditation, like the toolkit that we discussed yeah, a little bit earlier. Yeah, the belt. Um, and you know, how, what, given that we know the vision and the focus areas, which are the tools that we can apply to them. And if you, you know, click on any of those, I mean, I think the one that we used here for uh, at the event at the event on Sunday was the AI section. Um, mm -hmm. And you know, if you click on one of those items, it links you to a Google Doc. Yep. And on that Google Doc, I you know com I combine like the best readings on risk, mm -hmm. on AI safety, on definitions, yep. on ethics. And the good thing is that it's fantastic. It's a great place for people to come and learn. Yeah. Yeah. I, and and I and I hope not only learn but also contribute because I'm not an expert in mm -hmm. all of those, and honestly, not in either of those fields, mm -hmm. because. I've just started this and I think like over 90% of this is still all from me. It's just me kind of like brain dumping what, what good readings mm -hmm. I, I find. But I would really like this to be a collaborative project. So if you find this interesting and if you are happen to be a researcher that focuses on any one of those fields that were on the index, then please just go on there. Uh, click on the one that you focus on. Maybe you work in environment and energy. Click on it mm -hmm. and then you get you know, directed to the Google Doc and you can make comments on suggestions of important readings in your field. And I will, every once in a while, sweep the website and put those comments on there. Um, and then it becomes a collective effort to put together this database of information, of existential hope, but also of collaboration to build that future yes, together. Yes, 